0: I'm Joshua and I'm Leah and we would like to thank you for listening to the reasonably prepared podcast a
1: preparedness resource for the complete beginner
0: we are here to help you on your preparedness journey without the paranoia fear and doomsday often associated with preparedness if you find our podcast helpful please subscribe and leave a comment letting us know and now on to the the show. show all right welcome to reasonably prepared podcast today we are going to be discussing disaster preparedness plans and why they're important. Stick around. Stick, stick around. Okay, awesome. No, no, no. All right, so I, for those of you who uh, watch the YouTube channel know that I did a, uh, I did a, uh, um, an episode a little while ago on things that you can do to be pre- start being prepared now that are free. I did a a, a, a first three and then a second three. And you, I'll put those in, in the link, you can go on YouTube to watch those, what are three things you can do now. And one of them was to form a disaster preparedness plan, form a plan and practice it. And so I'd been asked, uh, well, how do I do that? How do I how do I form a plan? Where do I begin to form a plan? Josh, that's, you know, those are great ideas. So um, my brother, Matthew, um, used to – has worked for many, many companies actually performing or building disaster preparedness plans. And he lives in an area of the country, which is South Houston, that or Southwest – what is it, Matt? Southwest, South, Southwest, South Southwest, Houston. Houston. Yeah. And he – well, he you will know, we'll do this. He had a lot to say about it. He was talking to me about disaster preparedness plans. He had a lot of really good information on it, and I decided, you know what? Bro, just come on the the channel. Let's do a podcast on how we can help people actually build and and the importance of doing a disaster preparedness plan. So, my awesome brother Matthew, welcome to the show. Thank you. Thanks for being here. It's awesome. Sure. I'm super super excited that you came up here to do that. Uh, so do that. Tell me, tell us and the listeners a, a little bit about. Okay, so not not the personal background yet, but professional mm-hmm. background in right. what you did for all these companies, these right. huge companies. Right. Um, and it, number one, building everything do, and then disaster right. preparedness.
1: So I have been in the facilities management field for most of my professional career, which is about 20 years. Um, and a large part of facilities management is emergency preparedness. A lot of it's building focused, like prepping the building for an emergency or what to do with the people inside the building if there's an emergency currently happening. Um, so in one of my jobs, which is one of the largest energy companies in North America, um, I acted in more of a support role um, as the facility manager. I said building-focused, um, people-focused. There was a, a – a BCDR is the acronym, Business Continuity Disaster Recovery mm-hmm. – prime that we use and they're sort of over the whole thing and so in that company um, and it it was I want to say early days in this particular company of really caring about this subject so being part of the process where we were actually getting to develop plans and implement them and then I moved over to a a pretty large um, software company where I was the BCDR prime. Now they What had, is that acronym again? BC, BCDR? BCDR is Business Continuity Disaster Recovery. Right,
0: okay. So after right. an event or during so, an event. Or pro- b- yeah. yeah,
1: Business Continuity is keeping us alive during a disaster, and then the recovery yeah. process is what do we have to do, the building and for our people to get back to normal. Um, and so that's, that's where I was the prime. Now, the second company had a really great plan in place already, so it wasn't developing – uh, was it plan? more implementing? Uh, it, yes, it was uh, fine tuning, really, um, and and implementing and testing. Right. Um, but learn an awful lot because they did it. They did it unbelievably well. It w- it was world class how they did it. Right. See, you uh,
0: when we talked about this on on the phone yep. and you were coming up here, what I really enjoyed uh, that you had to say, and I, this is something I try to you know in our house. So uh, to give another small preface, um, you. You you wanted to say too. You're not a doomsday prepper, right? I'm not, not. I am not, not a not doomsday prepper, a prepper in any way. Right, a prepper, but that does not mean being prudent and preparing for some things are, are a wise thing to do. Um, that being said, what you, what I really enjoyed that you said was, um, it's not necess- Like it's not enough to just have a plan on paper, right? But but then implementing that plan and practicing that plan so that right when it's necessary and you need to do it, you can.
1: Yeah, I would say. Yeah. Instead of the word implementing, I would say testing because because implementing sort of implies you you need to do it now Mm -hmm, for mm -hmm. the event that's happening. But you put your plan together and then you test that plan pretty exhaustively. Got it. And then what you do in your testing phase, especially after, is you don't look at it and go, what a failure. Right. Right. You look at it and you go, I did these things well and these things need to change. Right. Right. And you take a good look at it and you're honest with yourself Mm -hmm. and you change those things. Right. And then you test them. Right. And, you know, like I said to you on the phone, these documents or however the plan is developed that you have, they're living. Right. This isn't, you don't write this and then it gets put in a filing cabinet. And then when the disaster happens, you pull it out and you play the playbook. Right. Like, that's a very small part of the the, the plan. Mm-hmm. The, that that document is living. So it doesn't live in the file cabinet. It stays where it can be constantly amended. <laughs> <laughs> I just bump the thing Anyway it going yeah. to be Constantly it amended Constantly amended Constantly update And constantly approved Your right. life is going to change Everything it, People you know, come and go And it needs to be Taken right. into account In your plan Right Right Like 10 years ago I didn't have children Now I have
0: two That needs to be thought about Right Exactly uh, You're 10 years ago You know Nana didn't live with mom, you know things right. like that. You right. know, things, so things change. It's an ebb and right. flow. It's a it's an expanding and contraction. Mm-hmm. And then from there, so you've got your, your basic architecture, mm-hmm. and then the details within that architecture kind of change. Kind of like, um, you know, if you've got a big open office space, you can move cubicles and things around on the inside to suit what's necessary at the time. You know? Um.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It's not that you're not really doing that. But- no. In, a, in an office building if there's a disaster coming you're you, ideally your people aren't going to be there because it's safer for them not to be no there. no excuse
0: me i was just using it as an allegory for the oh. living breathing document thing so like oh i've got a basic sure. architecture um a basic foundation and then within that foundation i can move move r- r- right you know, uh, i can i can pri- reprioritize can this change. and prioritize that yeah. and change it but i still yeah. have the basic foundation right. yeah um, what is the document going to be? Or not even a document, it's a plan. I mean, it's an actual. Well, that's
1: how. I mean, I would recommend you put it on a document. For sure. For right. Sure. I mean, we do that. You yeah. don't want to have it in your brain because when stress hits, you're going to forget a lot. And that's a lesson learned actually from, you know, my personal experience in mm-hmm. preparing, you know, different places I've lived for, for hurricanes. I mean, hurricanes, you know, hurricanes is South generally Houston, man.
0: where I live, it's hurricanes, and I've lived through a couple. So, so let's – okay, so real practically then. So, you know, we're – you're doing this for companies and then also being able to implement it for yourself. But right. um, the importance of not – so I try to talk about this a lot on the channel as far as, you know, because uh, I'm dealing – I'm not dealing with, but I'm I'm making an active attempt to talk with beginners and people who are just getting their feet wet. And what I what I don't want to do is get overwhelmed with doomsday scenarios. Right. An actionable way you can start to implement a plan is to literally just sit down and consider mm-hmm. what right now, where I live, would be my biggest right. issue or threat. Or, right. you know, when we were in California, it was fire. Sure. it was That was a constant nagging of mm-hmm. something's going to catch fire. Right. So we started, we began with, okay, well, if, if there's a fire, what do we need? So mm-hmm. let me know. Well, you know, I, I, my trinity my is like you know water food medical for a beginner just make sure you got this basic covered uh, initially too but um when we're talking about say evacuation plans or emergency plans um Mm -hmm. what where do we begin um immediately after okay tornadoes tornadoes are my thing how do i then compartmentalize how would a company compartmentalize okay well then this is what we immediately do first second third fourth or uh, not that it's hard and fast rule right just um how can we begin to put together a plan that we can, mm-hmm. what we, like you said, practice or test um, immediately after? Okay, I know what my threat is. It's fire. Right. Well, what do I do? Right. about that?
1: So in a, in a company, and we'll go hurricanes because okay, it's yeah. literally. You, your brain has been I, wrapped around I, your own property. I've done it. Yes, I've done it at home. I've done it in business. And it, the benefit of, and this is, sounds weird, but in a hurricane scenario, you can see them coming. Right, right. Hurricanes aren't fires, right? Well, some no. fires you could see coming; they just
0: come fast, or they come. Some slow. fires, same thing. Hurricanes, yeah, yeah. Tornadoes, some just
1: pop up, they right? Just, right, you exactly. Get, you get minimal warning. Yeah, Hurricane-prone
0: hurricane versus, like, a, uh, or excuse me, mean tornado-prone versus, like, okay, there's a hurricane on the way, and right? It's headed straight to the Gulf right. through the Gulf of Mexico, right?
1: Right. So, in in the instance of hurricane, the companies that do this really well, um, the first thing they think about are the people. Okay. Right. Yes. How do we keep them safe? Mm-hmm. How do we make sure they know how to keep themselves safe? Right. Awesome. So, what we're going to do is we'll, we'll probably, before hurricanes ever happen, mm-hmm. we'll probably have some kind of training. Right. Right. Where we've put together documents like this is a checklist of the things you can have in your house
0: or in your car.
1: In your car. Um, these are the things that you should keep on hand and mm-hmm. these are the, the files you should have ready. These are the places you should know to go and how to get there. Should Monster you need points, to leave? things like that? Yeah. You should have, you know, family documents, family information. You have family programmed into your phone. Do you have a way to communicate with people? Should power go out and cell cell mm-hmm. towers fail? Right? Because right. that's something that fails and people don't think about. They always think, I'll have my phone. But in a hurricane, maybe you can only text. And this actually has happened in two hurricanes I've been through. You could mm-hmm. only text. You couldn't make phone calls. Yeah, the SMS would communicate right. with the cell towers. Right. Yeah, And so um, so we think about the people. You know, We want to make sure that we've given them enough information that they can protect themselves. But we're making good decisions that we can protect them too. Mm-hmm. Right? So, we want to make sure that our plans are very clear and concise, and our communications are clear and concise and consistent with our plan mm-hmm. and that we are getting it out in enough time for people to make decisions for their family,
0: okay, right so are you so within that plan, you said, okay, what I'm already enjoying is mm-hmm. first things first we're, we're taking we're, we're we're taking care of people, right okay so yep. okay. Some, a threat is imminent. If a threat is eminent, we make sure people are taken care of. We're going to make sure people – elderly are taken care of. We're going to make sure right. our children are taken it's care the of. It's
1: the We're... most important thing to think about. Like buildings can be – it's tough. Buildings can be replaced, especially for a company. Like, right. Yeah. Window for breaks sure. and we lose half the furniture in the building. Mm-hmm. They're insured. They can afford the furniture. Like be right, honest. Right. In your house – if you take a loss like that stuff can be replaced and i can attest that because i lost my house in a hurricane right it's hard living and it's traumatic but you can get through it but it's
0: not loss of life it's not
1: loss of life and so the number one priority is to f- make your plan with the thought of keeping people safe awesome
0: yes yeah that's awesome i, I you know one of the ways lee and i did that in in california was we 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 would you know one of the ways we can keep each other safe is to actually talk about this stuff before it happens right i mean honestly yeah. if we we're honest about it talk about right. what it happened it's not the, make sure there's not a stigma around it you're just wanting to have good conversations so that in a, in an emergency situation mm-hmm. you can take care of one another because you're not thinking are we how do we do this right right so is to communicate that up front we and right. we had you know we would we had a, a maps of our area mm-hmm, right mm-hmm. and Lee and I had two or three muster points you know there's the north south mm-hmm. east and west so it's four muster points if I'm stuck on the west side well we're gonna we're gonna congregate here well that's not possible then our def- next one is here do the um do the companies educate employees or have you educated employees too on you know hey few things you can have in your vehicle and when you're home to and well actually you know all companies I've been in several companies where we do fire drills you know right. we do these drills and we're like right. okay make sure you're on the northwest corner you know, yeah, it, no, it, and you go to your muster point. Right, right. And a lot of times people
1: don't even know they're going to their muster point. Right. They know they're, they're supposed to meet on the lawn and the whatever. And Right, and I'm calling
0: it muster right. point. Right. And on
1: the plan, it says muster point, and oh, I know yeah. it's called muster point.
0: But most people are like, I'm just going over there. It's that's Oh, yeah, that's the square that I'm supposed that's to stand in, where they said to go. And right. That's what we practiced. Right, so right. something super to keep in mind, not keep in mind, I just I'm automatically like the philosophy and, and want to continue for anybody right now listening that, you know, relationships and people are are, are the more important than say the agendas and then from there i cascade down to having a great community a strong community of relationship with people so that and you, if you are put to the test and you once again lose your home i mean you had to stay with families right. with friends you know yeah we went during this ridiculously cold thing that happened in texas mm-hmm. we had two or three families staying in our home because we were the ones that were able to facilitate that and right. so Meaning taking care of people and i said it in that that video i did may we not be a community of reason reasonably prepared that has the philosophy of well i've got all my shit straight and i've got my water and i've got my stuff sucks to be you right not lone island thinking would you agree that if like let's say a company implemented every man for himself no i, I mean that couldn't that's not a possibility right see and and
1: you know you see it, it and if you watch the news for two minutes during any one of the hurricanes that hit this right. country anywhere, you will always see people pulling together. You will. S-
0: you know it was awesome for us on the outside looking in. Uh-huh. Uh, when I say awesome, like excited, we didn't live through it because we were in a completely different part of the country right. as you. So we empathetically get it wrapped up. But the um, what was what, the Cajun? The Cajun Navy, bro.
1: Yeah, those guys
0: are amazing, right? And there's no. Even the mayor no, of, of yeah. uh, or the governor, whoever it was at the time, was saying, "Let them in. Do not do, like. I don't care if their boats are legal or not. Yeah. I don't care if they're licensed or not. We let them in. We, we are here to help people.
1: Those guys are amazing. It's all voluntary, from what I understand. Yeah. And they just go and they show up and they just pull people out of misery, and it's right. amazing. Right. And they don't ask for anything, and they'll go twenty six straight hours just doing what they have to do." Um, you see a lot of that, it's like, and it happens a lot. In, we get a lot of floods in Houston, right? right? Like, right. it's just kind of. I remember
0: people riding jet skis up and down I ten. Right, <laughs> It happens a lot,
1: and <laughs> but it never fails that people will will pull whatever resources they have to help the person that needs to help, right? Right, and it's not even just like during the event, mm-hmm. like when it floods or we get a tropical system. People are displaced for a long period of time. It takes a long time to get your house back together.
0: Well you were out of the house. It was like six months before nah, it was it was three months for us. Was it three? It was three, yeah. For you to be able to well yeah, I knew we're in a little different different scenario than say like right. rebuilding a stick. this. Right. Uh, yeah. right. Yeah. Um <laughs> but it's still three months. Right. Yeah. <laughs> That's a very long time hmm. to not have a home. Right. Yeah. You know, and, and then and you then have the, to figure
1: out how to live your life because mm-hmm. I still had to go to work every day. Right. I still had to get my kids educated every single day. Um, you know, so it meant like we weren't living anywhere. Like we were living with our parents. Right, right. Right, which was probably 20 miles from where my house was. But that's a 20 mile drive every morning for my wife to get the kids to school. And right. then a 20 mile drive. So it's 40 miles round trip. Amazing, right. Amazing. Every day to get the kids to school. You know, and I have to go to work. And then we still have to. Get with general contractors and find mm-hmm. something right. to put on there for a dwelling. And we have to do it pretty much as quickly as we yeah. can because, like, we have to get our life back to normal. And-,
0: it, it, and what I'm hearing is, like, there's so many other things that you have to do in stressful situations that if you do take a little bit of work up front and prepare for to some degree right. for them, that's just one less thing you have to worry about when your life is upended. That's right. Right? Yeah. And so let's – so number – I just, like, number one is, like – Find out or figure out or discuss with your mom, dad, significant other, uh, your, your local community. What is our most eminent threat? I'm going to call yeah. it a threat. But, and, and it not be taboo. It's not scary or worrisome. Just say, hey, what is the reality of where we live? Right. What is the reality of where yeah. we live? Don't see them as worse than they are, but as they actually are. Right. And then number two, um, while you, in the beginning of formulating a plan, make sure the plan has to do with caring for people. Right. First and foremost, because mm-hmm. that's how you rebuild communities. You rebuild society. You rebuild, right. is by caring for one another. So that's mm-hmm. step number one. Find, figure out what's in your area and what you can start to plan for and make sure that up front you're doing it to, to take care of yourself, your, your immediate family, and your community at large. Right. Um, after we figure out that it's hurricanes, mm-hmm. then where does the kind of the nitty gritty technical things you know, come in as far as like, you know, I'm not even talking about like super pepper storing of water and things like that. But just making sure we've got some very key things to make sure we can make it home or make it out alive. Right. I'm hoping I even asked that question properly. But what What would be the next step after well, that?
1: No, it's a it's a good question. It's yeah. a pertinent question, um, especially with hurricanes, because you have to know. So all hurricanes are unique in in the way they make landfall and the type of damage they do and like whether they bring storm or water. And so you have to you have to do a little research, and you have to figure out okay. So if the natural disaster is earthquakes, mm-hmm. what what should I do when an earthquake hits? Right, right. There, I'm sure there's a protocol on the West Coast where they get lots of earthquakes for how to keep yourself safe in your house when everything's mm-hmm. shaking and falling apart around right. you. Right, And then um, you th- then you have to think about okay, the earthquake's over. Now what? What do we do next? Right. So in the case of hurricanes the the rule it 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 sort of became a a jokey mantra almost because you say it a million times and those things become jokey mantras but is is run from water hide from wind so if it's a wind making event you don't go anywhere right right you sit in your house and you wait it out but you board your house up and you get it as safe as it can be and
0: oh i see so once again depending on the style of storm right. if we will. So like that one storm which one dumped just sat there and Harvey. dumped water. Harvey dumped mm-hmm. water. Well it's time to get the hell out of here. Yeah I you mean, mean we didn't go water, right hide from wind. That's what I right. mean like, though.
1: Yeah so people closer to the coast had to evacuate. you got to right. go. Don't right. sit around. And I know people stayed and they thought you're gonna stay, right. but those people didn't make it. Mm-mm. Right? So it, you take that stuff steer,
0: that stuff seriously. It is better safe than sorry. I don't care. Like, right. so like I don't care how awesome we think we are. I would right. much rather hide from or run from from uh, a, that threat
1: and nothing mm-hmm. happen than be in the middle of it and die. Well, and and it's not really the pride that's the issue. It's the it's it's getting desensitized to the amount of times you run the drill. Oh, okay. And, and then you stop taking it seriously because every time a hurricane spins up, the news says there's a hurricane coming. Right, right. and it's still a huge chance it doesn't hit you, and people get kind of tired of of the, the drill, I think right? Because what it was, Rita... I mean, Rita made landfall. It just didn't make landfall in Houston. Which, no, which, which, but we so all long. thought it was going to make landfall yeah. in Houston, so it spun up this crazy sort of right. reaction. And then it hit further north, and that's the nature of hurricanes, though, right? Is mm-hmm. They thought for three or four days, Houston was in the bullseye and then it hit, it made landfall like 50 or 60 miles north.
0: Oh, right, right, right. right. I, just, I just, and it didn't a, even rain at my
1: house during Rita.
0: Right, there's a picture of you guys because we were still in California, right. but like, I think it was Rita. I always thought it was funny where like you boarded up the window and then did Rita, but like a, a line through it like a Ghostbuster sign. Was that uh-huh. Rita? Or
1: which? Well, or? it was, but
0: <laughs> so I did that. I did that not because I didn't
1: want Rita to come. No, no, I know. It was because I, I had cut custom boards to fit my windows. Yeah, 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 And so they were like, all my windows were labeled 1, 2, 3, 4, so board 1 went to, bi- to window 1. Right. And so then I put like Rita, I put some stupid Rita thing in spray paint just to be funny. I thought it was
0: super funny. I thought and, it then, was
1: funny. and then Ike hit later, which was not far long after Rita, and so I had crossed out Rita to put the same thing for Ike.
0: Got it, right? okay. Yeah. That's-
1: which Ike actually hit us. That was one of the pretty... Destructive yeah. oh, hurricanes. Yeah. He used oh yeah! Oh yeah! For sure.
0: Yeah. Well, that's a that was a simple thing. So once again, the fact that you were you know we're organizing some things is okay. I'm gonna pre-cut lumber right. and I'm gonna label them and mm-hmm. then I'm gonna fit them onto my windows and then I just, for okay here's another four instance. Right. For us with fires, mm-hmm. we part of this is like I wish I could just give all my listeners the perfect A B C D E and everybody was is good. The problem is um, so much thing. What's difficult about that is, well, like you said, hurricanes never. No, two May events for, are exactly right, the same. Exactly it's right. never the same. So we cover some bases. And what what I'm getting at is, there's some amount of research that we're you're going to have to individually do about right. what your scenario is. Right. So I can't be like, oh, what you're in a hurricane. Well, then just do this, this, and this. Or what you're in a fire, right. just do this, this, and this. There, what we what Lee and I had done for our fire prone was we went through and we got enough duct tape you know several rolls mm-hmm. of duct tape to put in our emergency kit mm-hmm. and plastic sheeting and cut to size plastic sheeting for every window mm-hmm. and every vent in the house so that if fire passed us but didn't come in the house and they wanted us cuz sometimes they make you stay right um, that smoke wouldn't fill the house mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. or contaminants can't get into the house if because that did happen where the fire was far enough away we didn't evacuate but we were covered in smoke and soot right right. and so what we did was we and everything got labeled Mm -hmm. this window that window and so you can do some homework too on some other ideas i'm hoping i will give all the ideas i can come up with um as they come and as we learn about them and as we you know because i'm on a journey of this and leah and i we do we are preppers and we're preparedness but we're also on this journey and i don't want to be fear driven at all i just want to be practically driven right and so that's awesome hey just pre-cut some lumber. You got mm-hmm. however many sheets of plywood, number one, number two, number three. What? You already know they fit. You don't have to fight with it. You don't have to be mm-hmm. worried about it. Screw them on. You're good. Your yeah. windows are getting blown out. Yeah.
1: And, like, you don't even screw them on. They make these little hurricane clips that literally fit right into the really? plywood. and They, they just kind of lock they, them in place? They pressure fit into your window. Yeah. And so you just keep a bag of those, and you keep your – plates you know, you just keep yeah, the and plywood the or yeah. and whatever. And so that was something we did early on because – and you don't think about these things until mm-hmm. you're in a situation where you need to put plywood on your window, and everybody needs to put plywood on their window. And guess what? There's not enough plywood in the city to
0: provide plywood. Two for days home. before when everybody's going to. That's exactly, the right. and yeah. it's the same for food, right? Like
1: Water, these are food, all the yeah. things you need to think about. All of all of the resources you would need
0: mm-hmm. that aren't infinite, right? Actually, I'm really liking. So I, I like the idea that like once again i counsel i'm like hey we need to cover some basic bases everybody needs water everybody needs food and everybody needs some amount of medical like everybody Mm -hmm. needs that and i say you can't prepare for everything but you can kind of prepare for anything Mm -hmm. okay what i mean by that is if you cover these basic bases you know make sure this is much water you got stored up for your family this is much food you got stored up for your family whether that's short-term or long-term whatever it is like make sure you just got to listen to food for a week All of these things we're talking about, we were able to kind of pick back up after about a week. You know, it's not. I mean, yes, you had to. You were displaced from your home for longer than that. But grocery stores were were back online Mm -hmm. and things are within a week. But from after we cover these few bases, that's when we start looking at. All right. Well, I live in a tornado pronoun or. What do I need now? What do I need to do beyond Mm -hmm. this basic foundation to make sure that I, am not. A draw from us, you know, on a on a, once again, just like you just said, our friend Isaiah's eyes were opened up dramatically, and he was good in this freeze, and he's mm-hmm. grateful, and he called me to say thank you, and he's on the podcast too. um But when we were in a grocery store in Redding, up in California, and he 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 was you know raised just city, no preparedness minded at all. Like you live in the country, you know, your country right. guy, so. Even just by virtue of being kind of country-minded, you would learn to be self-sufficient and self-reliant, and you're just a little less dependent on the overall system. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But this, but he grew up Super City, and when I was like, okay, let's let's do the math right here standing in the soda aisle. Count how many people you can physically see with your eyes right now. So he counted them up. I said, every one of those people grabs five gallons of water off this shelf right now. Mm-hmm. How much water is left on the shelf? And he's like, half. Yeah. That's one minute. mm mm-hmm. Not like during a mad rush. Not during a mad yeah. rush. That's one minute. So now let's assume they have an entire another restock in the back mm-hmm. for all of this here. All of this water's gone in ten minutes. Mm-hmm. That's the reality. Right. So the reason we bring it up and the reason what I you know, for you with these companies like if we can get some bases covered, mm-hmm. then it's just less stressful. Right later on
1: when I really want to quick go back to something that you, do it, do you just passingly said, but mm-hmm. I think it's an important point um, where you, you, you said, you know, be prepared for anything. Right. Right. But so, not everything. We can't prepare every little teeny thing. So, exactly. Yeah. We can't prepare every detail, right. but, but what, what you find when you start building plans for say a hurricane, like I build plans for hurricanes because that's pr- hurricanes and floods are tropical systems and we'll just call it tropical systems. Okay, cool. Yeah. Makes it easier. Um,
0: Principles still apply.
1: Right. So, so having that in place, all of the things that we do for tropical systems almost completely applied across the board for the freeze. Right. So you'll find that a lot of things intersect. So having a plan that's tailor made, say, for tropical systems, mm-hmm. will also be able to be pulled and applied to other things. Right. So right. that is a it's it's a good statement to say be prepared everything because the, the system you're working can actually work in a broad general sense mm-hmm. and it's also that's why it's important to leave it as a living entity. Right because let's right.
0: say 80% of it overlaps Right That's 80% more covered you are than if you did nothing at all Exactly If you, you know if we're preparing for this one type of thing mm-hmm. and that once again, puts us in a position where most anything is within the scope of these things. But there's that that much more capacity you have to deal with the things you weren't ready for. Right, right. So um, I I say that, I I like that you you brought that up again. I appreciate it because hopefully, like, I want to give anybody listening encouragement. Don't get hung up on like, oh, oh, oh well, i'm prepared for this but i'm not prepared for that and i'm Mm-mm. not prepared for this and i'm but Mm-mm. i'm prepared for that and then because i promise i talk to preppers all day long we have family members who are preppers that like to do this to just go down scenario rabbit holes right yeah like <laughs> well I mean, what about this and this and this and this then yeah and you're i mean not, it's easy to go down those holes that. it it you know
1: it, right it's easy and it, it, at some level it's probably not bad
0: once you've reached a level don't, right. What I'm saying is, don't worry. Don't stress yourself out oh. over those things. Um, they're fun. Like they, sh- those should be fun mental exercises. That's yep. what those should be. Mm-hmm. That's all. it should, It's fun. And I'm, I'm not saying that they have no value. They have lots and lots of value. Mm-hmm. But just getting our feet wet and just starting out and like, oh, I'm gonna form a plan. Don't worry about forming a plan for everything you think could go wrong. Mm-hmm. Form once again.
1: Well, it's like a muscle, right? Yeah. And like you're, yeah. you're. You're starting to exercise a muscle, so you, you're not going to burn it out right now. You've got to right. build up to a certain strength level. So sure. it's the same thing here. You're, you're developing this preparedness muscle. Yeah. And so, yeah, you start
0: where you can. Yeah, and, and I find that when you do it that way, or when we do it that way, it actually, it's actually like less expensive. It's a, more, a bit more organized. Mm-hmm. You're, you can wrap your brain around it a little easier. Um, it doesn't have to be taboo talk. It doesn't have mm-hmm. to be, you know, the zombies are coming or anything like that. And right, um, and so forming a plan, or at least finding out, you know, making it people centered, Mm -hmm. um, and then testing it, right? You know, whatever it is. Well, in between testing it, I'm going to say, once again, educating yourself on your area, you know, educating yourself on where you live, what your evacuation point is going to be. We like to keep maps in our vehicles Mm -hmm. at all times of our general area Mm -hmm. because one. Like you said, um, when the fires came through, the electricity went down and the towers were gone because fire burned them up. We weren't able to use GPS of any kind. Mm-hmm. Leah likes to play little games. Like she, for the last six months, she has basically not used her GPS on, on her phone. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. maps are ways to try to find some place. She's literally breaking out maps to be like, hey, wow. we just moved. We're here in Waco. Yeah. We, we lived. We knew Northern California like the back of our hand. Right. I hunted all of that. You know, the, mm-hmm. the entire Trinity County and Shasta County, there wasn't any nook or cranny that I hadn't been today. right. I knew all the logging roads, all of the back roads. We could get in and out of anywhere. But now that we're here, she's like, well, I'm going to just play some games with myself. And the kids get involved and they're like, we're trying to get to the library today and we got no map. We don't know how to get there. So I'm just, or we not no map. We have no GPS on the phone. We're just going to try to get there with the map. Right. So she does those practices for fun, but yeah. Yeah. And, yeah. but that's part of testing. Right. It is. It yeah, it is and
1: that's you know, that's a I think it's a fun exercise, and that's something we've done. But again, right, right. my but wife you know, you My wife's know... a third generation Houstonian. Oh, you know that like and, the like, back Yeah, year. like
0: we're pretty good. Right. I feel like we're pretty good. That's why we're doing it here. We didn't have to do it up right. there. Actually mm-hmm. To be actually, I take that back. There were a couple of times where we did just load the family up and we're like, "Hey, we're taking this weekend to drive these other roads I've never been down before." Mm-hmm. Every once in a while, we'll do that, but we also did that for just family entertainment. Like, what's out here? We'd find cool little hole in the wall, you know, restaurants to go to, right. and, and some country store we'd never heard of before. We 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 did mm-hmm. that often, right, right. Um, but that was kind of part of right. our our action plan. Was,
1: you know, it's a good family. Uh, this is a good family trip, right? It's a good family one hundred percent and cheap. I mean, yeah. it's
0: gas california guesstimate so, but go wrong with that right and it, but it was kind of part of the greater greater plan as well where okay well this is a, you know mm-hmm. more than one bird with one stone mm-hmm. kills more two birds, with one, stone. Two birds with one stone um yeah. by doing this not only are we having fun we're getting uh, going on an adventure mm-hmm. but then we're learning about the area so you mm-hmm. can make it fun games and things like that but not that you did that with the company so no <laughs> no we to <laughs> It's some sort of pretty, pretty serious, no? Exactly. Well, fire <laughs> drills are serious. All of those right. are serious. Right. Um, and and another thing I like I like to take away from the fact that you did this is to give. It basically gives um, forethought validity, mm-hmm. right? And the fact that you were you you built these plans, mm-hmm. um, it, it gives the idea that like hey of being of giving forethought of, of, of forming a plan. Blah, blah blah. Is that is it's a valid point for safety sake for Mm -hmm. um well and i don't it just i guess makes it i I, I don't know how to say it it makes it easier on the back end it's never easy but why make it worse than it has to be right and so what are some of the um also like i know one of the philosophies or the uh, the the moding baiting one was people focused people focused um well people focused and then and then,
1: like and then asset protection, as- or, yeah, yeah, asset, yeah, asset focused, right, right. And, and I'm going to so,
0: equate that to like our own yeah, sh- stuff, look, my house, my right, car, yeah, right.
1: Yeah. So for me, in 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 the business, right. it's the physical space. So it's it's the office. So there literally was a checklist just for my team mm-hmm. to go through the building, and step one, step two, all had to be executed before anybody could leave the building. Mm-hmm. You know, and it just it's mundane stuff we would wrap all the computers in plastic and we would take everything away from a window and stick it inside and two days before we'd ask anybody who had super sensitive material and cabinets to mark them so that we could put them in interior right you know it's just sensible things to preserve and protect assets right because windows get broken water comes comes in in, wind wind blows things around you um and so that's the practical application and so if you You know you take it and you put it to your home We talked about I put boards in my windows Right Um, I'm now on 11 acres of land Mm -hmm. And We learned a huge lesson during Harvey We never in a million years thought that 53 inches of water Would come out of the sky sky And land in our property In less than four days Um, We did a lot of work beforehand To get ready Um, right you know because we are prepared people you know we have livestock we can't just leave to chance right you know i'm drawing
0: a line between like doomsday scenario preppers and actionable preparedness emergency preparedness minded people right yeah so we had to we had to
1: stop and think like what are we gonna do with these cars because this is more water than we think we're gonna get and we don't want to lose our cars well that's high ground over there just Let's take the cars and tractors and stick them over there and hope for the best. Right, right. right. And that's what we did. And, and it was the right call, right? Like the cars were pretty far away, but they weren't flooded, yeah, they... right? And, and we built the houses. The houses were all built up except for the one I was living in because it was pre-existing and it wasn't... No, it was I storm know. Ready. The, but the, the other houses...
0: Originally to, to, to later on build a house and you were right. just using this one. To, right. right, right. It's temporary one. Right.
1: Um, and so those got built up and actually the builder for my in-law's house... Um, so it's it's 11 acres, and there's three houses. It's my wife and I, and then my in-laws, and then my sister-in-law. Um, their builder happened to have or order more dirt than they needed for their their foundation, for their pad. Mm-hmm. And they said, you just want us to make it a foot higher. Like, yeah, just make it a foot higher. Right, right. Like, it, right. like, it, like in, at the time, it's just like, sure, why sure. Not? Nobody's thinking, like, yeah, a foot higher is safer. Like, higher is always going to be safer in flood zones. Right. And it turned out to be... The right, the right call, right? Yeah. You know, and I think they spent a little bit extra because it cost a little extra. To dump yeah, but the dirt, water
0: but, didn't enter their home. No, no, it was about two feet from the front door.
1: Right, mm-hmm. and we all stayed in that home. It was a life raft because it was three
0: feet of water all around us. Yeah, I know we have lot of conversations right. about <laughs> all, all the the, 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 the things of the you know surrounding area right. there. But regardless, Houston was underwater. Like <laughs> yes, Houston was underwater. So right. okay, so like the number one. So, so people focused Yes Building uh,
1: Asset focused I guess we can call it the best thing to call it Because I mm-hmm. think yeah, yeah, yeah. of these things In business terms I guess you want to call mm-hmm. it But mm-hmm. you, know, you know Think about your house And your land
0: well, and, No matter how big or small Yeah Yeah like Even if you're in an apartment You want to think about Actually let's do that Let's equate Just real quick How can people Who live in an apartment Or a small space Or an apartment um, uh, Take what Skyscrapers and people in offices do and implement like say for evacuation plans Mm -hmm. or things like that because that's a whole different set of You know, we have our own individual independent homes on either small lots or land. these folks in apartments Now are contending with being stacked up kind of like offices are Mm -hmm. you know, and what are some things they can do? Or they could maybe that might equate from office, you know type living Like you said, so what are some actionable just it well windows are dangerous? Right. Right. And I think in any situation,
1: tornadoes, hurricanes, fires, windows, it's a danger point. That's, right. a, that's probably the weakest part in a house mm-hmm. in any structure. So find the strongest point, and that is your muster point for your family. Right. 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 And then figure out the most important things you need with each other during the event, and right? Then after the event. And you figure out a way to make that portable and easy to get to that point. Mm -hmm. Like, and if you have children, you need to figure out how to get them to understand where they
0: need to be. You need to think about what you're going to do with these kids. Actually, I like that, especially like, let's say in my mind right now, I'm imagining, you know, what's the apartment dwellers? Because the reason I'm going to do a whole thing on it, because I just Mm -hmm. had two people ask, hey, what about apartment? Like start beginning, Mm -hmm. but we're apartment dwellers. Um, If you depend on an elevator, sometimes just take the stairs. Well, so. And learn what they're like and where right. they go. And, I, and
1: that was actually going to be sort of my next point is or the strongest it. point in most dwellings or buildings is the stairwell. Is it? Yes. So, so it, in, in all buildings, it's the stairwell. Stairwells in, in high-rise buildings specifically um, function as evac routes, mm-hmm. but also they get pressurized. So if there's a fire, the fire doesn't go into the stairwell. And all the smoke gets sucked out So it's the safest place to get around No way Okay yeah. wow that's cool So like when a fire alarm goes off in a building And you go to the stairwell You'll notice it's really hard to open the door Oh because a vacuum happens Yeah because right? they create a vacuum in right. there right. Yeah So stairwells are generally the strongest place in the house
0: uh, Or in the, yeah, in the building Yeah in the building, in the
1: building. Uh, Interior bathrooms tend to be Like in a house or an apartment They tend to be the strong They have the most wood surrounding them Right They're right, right. So just the most robustly built part of the house so those are good places, you know, especially like if you're thinking tornadoes or hurricanes and hurricane spin off tornadoes, right. You can get a small mattress and get everybody into a tub and put it over you while it's happening, and if things start to break around you, I, I suppose in an earthquake that's probably pretty gonna, good,
0: Oh yeah, absolutely. Under you know, doorways, yeah. um things like that. specifically right. bathroom, um you know, hallway structures. Mm-hmm. Uh I did not know at the strongest part of the building and the, the the vacuum thing. So if you're in an apartment, you're trying to evacuate. Um, yeah, well, the elevators won't work.
1: They're not going to work. They're not going to work. And the reason they're not going to work is it usually it's not loss of power. Usually they get put on some generator system. The reason mm-hmm. they don't work is because the fire department needs to be able to take them over. Oh, right. So in a fire situation, if they're operating. Well, in a fire situation in a building, they're probably operating. What happens is when the fire alarm goes off, every elevator automatically goes recall to first floor and they lock out. And then oh. the fire department has a special key that they override because the fire department uses the elevators to get up and down. And I'm sure building.
0: probably the same the same stuff in an apartment yep, that, right. that you have up and down. Right. elevators.
1: I'm, I'm not going to commit that this is how every city runs it. Right. But this is how it works in Houston. OK, got it. This is. Yeah. Um, so
0: find out, you know, find right. that out. Find, know, yeah, and these are you know these are good questions to ask. Yeah. Um, but when you're also um, testing your plan, you take your 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 family, your children, or your friends or, or neighbors, and mm-hmm. walk up and down the stairs. You know, to sometimes do that to get into that the practice or at least the understanding right. what it's like to take the stairs and where they go, right. where they lead, which doors lead what. You know, yeah. it's it's easy to get confused um in a stressful situation and all of a sudden you exit the wrong floor or right. you exit at the basement or something like that um but if you're already familiar with it you can go into kind of mm-hmm. that uh backup right. mode you know so and I actually want to backtrack a little bit on do apartments it.
1: Do um i the first thing you should do when you get an apartment is ask the landlord what their fire evac plan is ooh ask them what their emergency response plan is for hurricanes they should have one and especially, really, especially they should, should if, yeah, if should. they're doing a good job. Um, I ask them or pressure them for one, right? Right, and because if, if they don't have one, they should have one. They're, in on some level, responsible for the life inside that building, um, so they should have something. They, you like in Houston, I believe by law they have to have a fire evac plan posted somewhere. Um, but like you get into an apartment and you want to think about a plan, the best place to start is to go ask your landlord yeah what's the plan what
0: should i be doing right right and the and and i know because some of the apartments that we lived in when we were a kid or younger whatever i remember you know and i'm specifically right now talking about some of the ones that are like the enclosed style apartment where you know the apartments are so like the doors mm-hmm. are inside of the building but then right. there are the others where the stairs just lead you know you got one two three mm-hmm. four doors but i now remember some apartments would have a fire extinguisher right there in between the two yeah you mm-hmm. know um and but i never asked them it never came right. up It never. Right. you don't think about it. like if yeah. you go to
1: a hotel and you're staying for a couple nights do you ask them at the front desk what happens if there's a fire in here tonight right right people don't do it, no, it. yeah but if you look hard enough you'll probably find a something on yeah, a wall by an elevator do this yeah yeah or like a Fire egress route on right. print on a little placard or something. Right, these are just things to look for, right? And like these are good start off points for it you is. to think about your own plan.
0: Another small, teeny, tiny point though, we were talking about fire fire extinguishers. I've recently learned through our brother Chris, who's a safety mm-hmm. guy, and all these other safety trainees. They're not for do. fighting fires. They're not for fighting nope. fires. No, they for everybody listening right now, fire do not fight fires with them. They are for getting out alive. They are for getting out alive. They are, alive.
1: They are to clear your way to
0: get yourself safe. Yes, right. So, and once again, so apartments in your own home, uh, at at your company, you know, let's say your company doesn't do what Matt did uh, and and implement good good policies. Hey, Mm -hmm. hit HR up. You know, right. say hey, let's yeah. let's let's form let's form a plan yeah. and let's educate each other on I did not know until a year ago or yeah, whatever a year ago that fire extinguishers were not for fighting fires. Yeah. They're not designed to do it. That's not their purpose. They are literally there to temporarily subdue fire to get you away from it. That's right. Period. It's mm-hmm. all they're for. They're not for well, they're not for extinguishing fires Mm-mm. like they, they they're they are a safety precaution to get you out alive. That's right so if you're standing there trying to fight fire with it, you're you're going to get yourself in trouble. Yeah, because yeah, don't no, there's not important. enough in them. No. Your number that. one goal in a fire should be
1: to get yourself save, out of the save fire. Yourself and other people. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So I just wanted to say that too right. cuz I had no idea. Mm-hmm. And no other company besides this, well, got some some of the oil, this oil company mm-hmm. taught me that. Yeah. Did that was know. part of our training package Which at is the awesome. energy company, yeah. 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 It's to educate yourself about some of the individual yeah. components of uh you know when you're because all high-rise
1: buildings in houston by code have to have a certain amount of um fire extinguishers i think it's by square feet Mm -hmm. and they have to be inspected annually and if they're not you're not in compliance right and you're gonna get right right i mean there's code
0: and all that regulation so there's Um, fire.
1: like you probably haven't even seen them if you're in a high-rise building they're usually embedded by a door mm -hmm. look for them by a stairwell door yeah Yeah. and
0: if you you live in like an apartment where they don't have them because you're not one of those internal structures but you're more just like a like like my my sister-in-law their apartment it's actually more like a um i don't know, like a duplex or condo right, kind of, right. kind of a thing um you know and you buy your own don't mm-hmm. try to put out the fire just right. get yourself away mm-hmm. and make sure you call nine one one and make sure you are safe mm-hmm. i've had other friends who are like they, they went to vacuum fire and they're grabbing everything under the sun and i'm like Get out of here. Right. That stuff's all insured in my. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> mm-hmm. You know, but they're. And, and which brings me to another, another point personally, not for the company, but that's why we implement having an in case of emergency box. Some people right. say, do a bug out bag or a bug in bag or a this or a that. Mm-hmm. We have our in case of emergency box. Mm-hmm. And if I'm forced to evacuate, I can live out of it, or if we're forced to live in our home, mm-hmm. but it's got sensitive documents in it, right. copies of them. It's got vacuum mm-hmm. sealed a small amount of vacuum sealed cash in it. Mm-hmm. Um, it has uh, so it has food in it, has medical, yeah. in it, has ways to purify water right. in it. And it's just an emergency box. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know? Well, and when
1: I said earlier, if the muster point in your house mm-hmm. during a hurricane or yeah. a tornado is the bathroom or under the stairwell, yeah and you're collecting things to take under there for safekeeping that's one of the things you're taking with you we yeah 100 100 yeah because yeah, um, we have a similar box and it's 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 document heavy it's right. it's our insurance papers uh, it's, uh, it's our it's mortgage, mortgage our information me, yeah. our marriage yeah it's the things i'm gonna need to get life back in order right really important phone numbers yes uh, there are yeah. some keepsakes in there that are very special to us yeah. that we couldn't You know, it would be really hard for us to lose. And that's okay to have those things. Um, You know, but other things, you know, like uh, the food, the water, all that. Even a hand crank radio is one of the things that's on our hurricane prep list. There you go. Hand crank radio with a
0: flashlight. That should be on a fire, tornado, hurricane. That should be on every prepared list. Heat wave, drought, all of them. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, An emergency radio. Because that's how you're going to get your
1: information. Right. What's going on outside.
0: Because cell phones go down easy. Yeah. I mean, I know we like them and we're dependent on them and, and well, they, we do we, everything with
1: them. We would also, I have, you know, because they do go down, but they don't like, they didn't go down during Harvey. We had cell phones the entire time.
0: You, well, I thought you said texting.
1: No, we had full cell phone use during Harvey the
0: entire time. <laughs> yeah. We you had all that we, water. We, 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 I had we, no idea. Yeah, we were
1: lucky. We never lost power and we never lost cell phone. You know, and that's not true for the whole city, but for us, it's true. And so if you're one of those people that find yourself in an emergency situation, but you have cell phone use, but maybe no power, like we found ourselves with the freeze, we have portable battery chargers. I have three. Mm -hmm. One of them will do five charges, and the other two will do two charges. Right. Full charges on your cell phone. And honestly, when the power's out, it becomes your lifeline. Right. You know, it's how you're going to get information. It's how you're going to contact your your power supplier or whoever's managing your grids. It's going to, how you're going to look at the emergency management departments for your local governments. Um, Yeah. Right. It's going to be your connection, you know? And so you're going to need to have access to information. And so it's important to keep those things alive. Charge. So yeah, some
0: battery backup charges and things like that. Especially if you're going to go the
1: no generator route, which we don't recommend. Right. Um, Right. You know, at least have that they're really really inexpensive so
0: right actually one of the companies i work for gave, gave mm-hmm. me some you know
1: everyone i own came from a company i worked safety, for safety the safety yeah. guys gave them to me yeah. yeah yeah but that's part of the plan right like that was a recognition at one of the companies i worked at was they need to keep their cell phones going cuz we got a business to run and we're putting people on the road and right um you know who knows when they're going to have access to power so give them these Mm-hmm. So that they can at least keep, you know, they keep their family informed. They keep the business informed. So we right. them out to every employee. Awesome. Yeah. So
0: yeah. Once again, just to recap, we'll, we'll wind it up here in a little bit because I think we'll, otherwise we'll just keep talking all night. But all right. um, is is it's okay to talk about having a plan? Mm-hmm. It's people focused. Mm-hmm. Um, you want to test this plan, but after you're educated yourself, so, or oh, educate yourself, educate on, yourself your, yeah. on your own personal not. Niched, well, it is a niche, but it, whatever the dangers are within your where you live, and I don't care, cold, wet, whatever, whatever those are, and then from there, educate yourself yeah. on things and that you can do.
1: We'll quick on the education yeah. part, just resource wise, because mm-hmm. like you could get on the internet and go down rabbit hole after rabbit hole, right? Right, for sure. So, uh, where I would start, and mm-hmm. we've used these as resources, like for the city of Houston and a lot of the surrounding. Cities they have very good emergency management websites. Houston does your yeah. local so because it's it's a it's a a reality of living in Houston, right? Right. Bad weather right. it's a reality, right? Um, and so the Office of Emergency Management for the City of Houston, which has its own website,
0: so check that for your area. Check R- it for your area. Just Google that. Go-
1: yeah. Usually has, they have some sort of template for a plan. Mm-hmm. They usually have good checklists. They have evac routes already put on maps. Um and they have emergency phone numbers in case you need help. Like right. all of these things are there and it's there is simply a you know,
0: American Red, Cro- Red Cross.
1: Yeah. It's it's you know, you you print most of these things are printable, right. Easy so, to read flyers. So I'm
0: with you. Check your city and see if they've mm-hmm. got a local emergency preparedness mm-hmm. plan that you can steal from. Right. Number one. Number two, um, the, I prefer the Red Crosses one over FEMA, but the, both of them are available, and they right. both actually do have good information yes. on them. They mm-hmm. do. Yeah. Um, it's not exhaustive by any means. It is a starting point. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, hey, it's going to get you started on uh, – so FEMA, uh, American Red Cross, uh, and then there are a, a number of other um, – one of the books I really like is a – so I recommend this book. I'll do a whole review on it. Is It's um, – it, was, it should be right over there. Shit, I can't remember. But anyway, it. Um, Discovery Channel. It's a Discovery Channel, channel per, emergency preparedness book. Right. And what I really like about that book is it's not doomsday. It's literally emergency preparedness related from real-world scenarios right. that actually happen to people. Mm-hmm. They tell their stories in it, and then they give good, actionable, real, simple information right. free of paranoia and then free of, like, Make sure you have a thousand rounds stored up, right? Like it's good yeah. actionable emergency preparedness. This is this is where I want people to start. If if anybody wants to go into awesome prepared prep prepper right. stuff, that's fine. Yeah, do that. I'm uh, you. Yeah, when I say don't. Yeah, but the also best part about this stuff is mm-hmm. it's free. It's not going it to cost you
1: a dime. Right. To pull that up on the internet and apply it to your life.
0: Right. And what we'll do too is. Um, if you on here in a little bit, I'll get with Matt and I will write up kind of just an archaic, our own version of what we do here, maybe in our homes, just mm-hmm. for basic checklists. I already have, if you go on our website, com, there's a little thing that says, in case of emergency, reasonably prepared checklist, mm-hmm. something mm-hmm. like that. And what that is, is that's everything that we put in our ICE, in case of emergency, box. right? Um, and we've gotten that from... And, and, some of what goes in the box are printouts from American Red Cross right. for our area. So mm-hmm. some of those are where we're going there. Um, so you can download that for free. That's mm-hmm. absolutely free. Mm-hmm. And Matt and I will work on building an emergency preparedness plan. Just an uh, just basically an architecture for you to write in your own your own information. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, I know that you've built that for people before. So we're, we'll offer that and we'll put that up on the website as soon as we're able to. Um, right. You can email me directly. We'll try and get that to you. But right now, you can go to emer- reasonablyprepared.com, scroll to the bottom of the screen, and there's a, an ICE emergency preparedness checklist. Download it for free. Give me your email so I know who to send it to. It's just a PDF. And then from there, you can start checking off. And then I want to build with you um, mm-hmm. um, an emergency preparedness plan right checklist right there are other places to get them and some other people have them um but i'd like to just offer one mm-hmm. on our website as well and we'll yeah. put that together so that you can just write in you know what it is yours and, and what it is you already have and what it is mm-hmm. you need and what we recommend right. that you just some basic things you make sure have right. so you can do that um but right. as always matt do you want to f- you want to actually f- finish so do
1: you finish t- testing would be the next
0: Oh, did I not finish the No, thing? we didn't, we didn't oh, finish. Oh, damn, I do all the time. Yeah. Okay, hold on. So, testing.
1: Testing is the next. Right. Right. And uh, this is really- Sorry about that. Really important. Uh, the company that I ended up in that, that did this really well, they did it really well because every year we had a, f- we had a full budget to do this and f- full support from the executive team. Right. We literally shut the business down for an entire weekend. We would-
0: oh, A whole a weekend? Yeah, or? It was
1: a weekend. So, what we would do is- most companies have a, a BCDR site, which is far away from their actual building. Right? Okay. So our our headquarters were located in Houston, but Dallas was where our BCDR site was, and it was Dallas because we had um we had some backup server stuff at a colo, mm-hmm. and so we were able to we were able to go into that particular facility and manipulate the network, right? And so that became that became our BCDR site, and so once a year we would get there Friday morning, and by Friday evening we would literally we we would literally have a meeting on a phone as if we were having a real emergency, and the building was shutting down. oh wow, like no power losing everything yeah, and we would we would say, okay, lights are out, power's out." Network's going down.
0: We're drilling this. We go. Or you actually drilled it, yeah. Yeah,
1: we go. And so they start flipping switches on the stuff in Houston. You could do it, access it remotely from where we were. And they start failing everything over to the Dallas location. Okay. And then we spend all night making sure systems work, like everything's up and running. Right. From our end.
0: When you say systems work, you mean like computer systems? Or you mean like...
1: Network. Oh, so this particular company, you know, obviously like... The company network, but okay, we yeah, also yeah, yeah. hosted things for clients on... I'll just make right. sure you
0: mean, like, the systems we have in place to evacuate or something like that. No, no, like, no a, computer oh, yeah. system, Sorry, yeah. yeah. No, that's, that's cool.
1: Yeah. um, But the, the people part of it came the next day mm-hmm. where we would actually test how well we did the night before in the failover, and we would enact our actual people plan, which is we would have a designated number of people across the company log in, and try and test the systems, mm-hmm. right, to make sure nothing was failing. But then we also would test the, the people side of it, which is everybody. So it, it was a top-down thing. So I was a manager of five people. So it was my job to contact all my five people and make tell sure my good. boss, but anybody who was under me that had people under them, right? So it was this – it's a call tree, we called it. Okay. Right? Yeah. And so you literally – everybody in the company got called the next day. To wow. make sure that they were okay. Yeah. Right. And, like, we know where Tom is. Right. And, Tom's good. And then the message is, if this were a real emergency, this is what you would be doing right now. Right. Right. And then that night we put everything back and then we drive home on Sunday. That's amazing. So, and it happened every year. And usually the scenario we played out was a hurricane. because For that's, you guys, yeah, yeah. Because, like, even in a flood situation, it's simply don't come to work today you will will not probably make it in. Right. There's too much water, but we never had to shut down the company. Like the building had a generator and we weren't going to lose power. So, um, so it's usually hurricane focused for us for, yeah. So this company did it. And I can tell you, I was with that company for five years and we ran that thing five times and every single time was successful. Mm -hmm. Everything, everything generally worked as it should, But every single time we found something we could do better.
0: Which in and of itself is success. Right. Yeah.
1: And the even bigger success is you would put all of the people who were on that team in a room with all the executives. And then there's no hierarchy at that point in the room. There's only how do we make ourselves better. Right. Right. There's nobody. There's not this, you know, you did this wrong. You're in trouble. Right. That didn't work right. It's not that. It's. This needs to be improved upon. How are we going to improve it? This needs to be, and yeah. and it's a constant level of how do we collectively make ourselves better at this? And it's the same thing in your house. Run your test, right, right. Figure out what works really well. Figure out what doesn't work so well, and just figure out how to make yourself better.
0: You know, there was not scolding for no. failing to do something. Right. We're going. Oh, we did all these great, but these things were kind of weak. Let's, mm. let's 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 uh, let's strengthen this. Right. Or actually. There were one or two things We found out Were completely unnecessary Like we had them In, in our plan mm-hmm. For fire evacuation mm-hmm. Unnecessary we right. didn't, Like didn't even need To yeah, do will Yeah find, you'll find that Like, you know. And
1: you're gonna Just fine tuning this
0: Right And it's like you said It's the point
1: Well it's We're gonna keep ourselves safe and alive mm-hmm. Priority number one Priority number two We've already thought About this So that as The hiccups come Cause they're gonna come mm-hmm. You're You're in a mental place To, to deal with them Right Appropriately and then when the event is over, you're set up for success in the aftermath. Right. Because most events aren't over when the event's over. There's right, right. always aftermath.
0: Well, yeah, the cleanup or the yeah. you know the, the devastation of what mm-hmm. just happened, it's yeah. realized. Right. Yeah. And then the best part about it for me is this. If you've done it well, and you
1: will do it well if you get you a good plan it, yeah. and you test it and you do these things, the people who haven't been able to do it around you you'll be able to help them
0: my biggest mantra
1: right like so i think heb is a huge example of this and for anybody who's listening not in texas heb is a massive grocery store chain
0: down here in texas and they're legit awesome and
1: they they do this really really well they do disaster recovery and emergency management management sorry better than most companies I've seen. They do it really well. They're exceptional at it. Yes. And they're so good at it. They're able to go into markets. They don't even have stores and help people, and they do
0: that. They're like the, always the first on the ground. Right. It's amazing. Yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. Like, so in the community, it's like, well, at least HEB. And we're talking semi-trucks yeah, going to be there. Full mm-hmm. of provisions yeah. to go in and aid and help. Yeah. It's, that they dispatch... And, yeah. And serve communities at mm-hmm. large that are just at the ready. Yeah. And because they do that really well, they have two very loyal customers. <laughs> Dude, right. You know what I mean? I mean like, uh, man, and I'm they're like, not even
1: paying you to say this stuff, I it's, ties for right. <laughs> but it's... I for H B. But it's the same thing in your house. Like, if you do it really well... Right. And so, and it is a good example. We have some friends who live in a local neighborhood. We live on 11 acres, but there's a neighborhood near us. And they're, they're friends, and we, we sort of met them about a year ago. And they're not from... United States they're they're from South Africa okay and we met them because my son and their son are best friends mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. they're you know wonderful people and we're we're becoming friends very well um and they're just they're not used to the weather here hmm they you know don't necessarily understand the shifts not to say that they're resistant to being prepared for anything they're very open to it right right um, but there's a difference between understanding something right. and being resistant yeah plus when you're trying to immigrate to a company you know country and their priorities right now are placed somewhere else they're very focused on getting citizenship Mm -hmm. and you know he's obviously he works a lot and um they didn't have a generator right right and we have a generator and it just so happened that there were times where i had power and so the generator was at their house and we were back and our generator
0: Floated ping, back and forth, ping ponged back right, and forth, right.
1: multiple times. It was two, three times a day, and I had the resource and it worked, and it right, right, and they didn't, and I was able to share that with them, you know, in their house with six people in it, right, and so wow, yeah, yeah, and so like having heat and three young kids are are part of that, right, keep and keeping and friends going to the food and then a mother, that, yeah. you know, and then a mother who's you know, oh like, yeah. The, yeah, it's keeping the bragging, fridge going. It's, it's like, not bragging. No, but like it's a reality. Keeping cause... those this family warm and their food Safe and their food viable to eat is important, right? It is, and it's yeah. and it and they weren't and you don't look at it and go, Well, they weren't prepared. They're terrible we shouldn't, people right? And they, you know, they don't they don't deserve my help. Like that's not the right like
0: No, but when <laughs> we serve in that way, when we serve, it 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 promotes the idea of preparedness in a um in a much more gracious and loving way mm-hmm. than just you should be doing or you, you should or shouldn't be doing something. You know, it's the same thing. We had people living in our home during the mm-hmm. home freeze, And they, they were like, hey, this is awesome yeah. what you guys have done. How yeah. can we do this? Right. Well, and and it, then it becomes, once again, an act of service as opposed yeah. to a finger pointing of, I said it before, and, and I've heard, I've had friends in other states who have used this type of terminology I've got my shit. Sucks to be you, I man. I, I, yeah, that, I don't like that.
1: That attitude just—it's not a sustainable. It's—it's it's not sustainable in an emergency, right? right? Yeah.
0: Or in extreme it, scenarios, I'm just going to go around and take from everybody else. I'm like, you won't live long probably, but you know. And, and I'm not trying to even go in the direction of the conversation. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm trying to make the point that serving one another in our communities mm-hmm. is the best way to be. People focus is preparedness. Yeah. You know, and well, for, that's how you form a plan.
1: That, many hands make light work. That's a true statement. So yep. when you're banded together, you're able to solve problems together right. easier. So, you know, we were banded together with them. And at some point, because he was using the generator mm-hmm. and he wasn't ready for generator and we were sort of burning through gas because it was being used double more than we thought it was, Right. we had to go find gas. So he and I went out together to go find find the one gas station in the 20 mile radius that was open and had gas. Right. 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 And
0: which is also another like we can some of those specifics we can talk like.
1: But but like it creates an environment where you're pooling resources and you're helping each other and the task then becomes easier. Right. Yeah
0: and and you start considering what can i do not what can't i do like mm-hmm. oh what i what i don't have what i don't right. have well what can we do then yeah. you know and there are other ways you know let's say with generator you can mm-hmm. have a propane conversion kit so you can have gasoline and you well, right, right. you yeah, know there's all kinds of little nitpicks we could do mm-hmm. and those are all good information i want us to right. all learn that uh, but philosophically as far as the podcast is concerned i'm really enjoying the uh, people focused uh educate yourself on your you know where your mm-hmm. your own personal area practice your plan right. or I actually, I really like testing it. I, yeah. I always tell people practice. Practice as if. Mm-hmm. You know, like when I'm playing guitar, we're playing. We I right, practice, right, right, practice. You know, practice as if we're, we're playing. For, but it's also, as far as a plan is concerned, mm-hmm. testing yeah. that plan. Because you don't know 100% what's going to work unless you put it to the test. Right. Yeah. And we know now, my wife and I know, Lee and I know now, that the plan that we originally had for mm-hmm. fire did not work. Right. Because we never tested it. Right.
1: The other thing, though, with testing isn't just you're working out kinks. You're building muscle memory. For sure. Right? So when it does happen, like when we did eventually get a hurricane and I was at this company and we had to fail the company over because Harvey hit hmm, I actually couldn't get to the point, to the to the failover spot. I couldn't get to Dallas because I was flooded in. Right. I couldn't leave my house. But the the plan was so well rehearsed right. that one of my employees stepped in and went for me because her house was fine the whole time. Oh, wow. Right. Yeah, and yeah. so at some point in the process, like four days in, I had to drop off the team because at some point it's like my house is going away. I have to figure this out. I can't be right, right. 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 And that's another people focus version of the plan is what happens when the people you depend upon for certain things aren't capable right performing something their happens duties.
0: Yeah.
1: right so that's a, a consideration so cross-training things like that mm-hmm. had to take place right so like i always had my team leads sit in on any meeting i had with bcdr whether it was you know we would sit down with individual teams and we would talk about their plan mm-hmm. it was an it was an annual thing and we did it like two months before we ran the test and so we would sit down with the heads of each team and say, okay, this is what your plan said last year. This is what we learned last year. These are the changes we made. Are there any updates you want to make based on your organization? Mm-hmm. Right. And we make those updates. So yeah. um, my team lead sat in on every single one of those calls, every single one of those meetings, so that when she had to go, because I couldn't, she was, she jumped right, right there. In, ready yeah. to go. Yeah. She didn't need me. Right. All, right. All my communications were in template form. You know, all she had to do was fill in some dates and times and Mm -hmm. information. So, um, yeah, it's it's about building muscle memory and knowing it so well that it can just be executed and then making sure that. That's funny you
0: you say that because, you know, in the 90s, uh, a fire came through northern California called the Fountain Fires. And my Mm -hmm. boss, where I was, he and his wife and they lost their home in that fire. Yeah. And he he tells me and Leah this story of what happened. Him and his kid were in Reading. His excuse me, his wife and their son were in Reading, which was far enough away from the fire they weren't affected by being burned a lot, burned up. But their home was up in the Round Mountain burning area where the fire was ravaging through. Right, and he panicked panicked and he like just started grabbing stuff because the fire is coming over the hill he tells his story to see him tell it is amazing because he kind of relives it almost no, yeah. and he's telling the story but the long the long and short of it is he grabbed all of this stuff and they went to this this point no cell phones in this day they had never talked about anything well once the fire once he reunited with his family his wife was like why did you <laughs> why didn't what she said why didn't you do this this and this and he's like i had no idea i was supposed to do that that and that. you always do that (laughs) yeah right yeah that's you like that's you always Mm. do that i didn't know i had to go play a b c and d Mm because you always take care of that Mm -hmm. and so understanding what like i'm not talking about gender roles or anything i'm just but look
1: we we all fall into a natural rhythm right right, of things in our in our you know, in our relationships or whatever, yeah. There's a natural rhythm where some people are more apt to do this thing, and so, right, and it sort of goes that way. But it's important
0: to, it's to, a, to full circle. to, to It's important to understand, like,
1: yeah. I, listen. It's important to understand how to start a fire. Well, yeah, you know what I mean. Like, it these things are important to know for everyone. Yeah. So, yeah, it's cross training.
0: For absolutely, which yeah. once again I think it does bring. I I I'd done this a minute ago to try and end, but you kept it on task with like, okay, we need to we need to test that plane, and then once you test it. Um, to go once again full full circuit. Mm-hmm. It's okay to talk about this stuff. Like yeah. have conversations about who you know how uh, responsibility this dele- gets delegated. So if I have an understanding that you mm-hmm. typically do A, B, and C, mm-hmm. well, if you're not there, then I know A, B, and C needs to get done. Right, right. But mm-hmm. if I don't even know, no different than my buddy mm-hmm. or my boss who was like, that just always I didn't realize. And she was like, well, I always do this, this, mm-hmm. and this. I didn't know you do that, that, well,
1: and that. Look, hey. Harvey? Yeah. Harvey hit Friday night. Mm -hmm. I was in Connecticut Thursday night. I wasn't supposed to come home until Saturday morning. I was in Connecticut for work. And I had to beg, borrow, and steal to get... To get home. Yeah, all of us that were in Connecticut from Houston, we had to just do whatever we could. And I hopped a 5 a.m. flight from Connecticut to Houston just to get home by, you know, lunchtime. Wow. And so my wife and my in-laws were out of town, right? So... Um, they were coming back in from out of town, and uh, my wife had to
0: had hunker to, down the hatches.
1: Yeah, eleven acres of stuff with livestock. She had to start
0: to work on that, and right? Because there's a garden, the livestock, the houses, more than one home on the barn, property. all of the equipment, right. 100% barn right. equipment. Mm-hmm. Um, to, just to give perspective, there's you you have like a a living, breathing, working uh, family farm right. kind of a thing, right? right. Which is awesome. Which mm-hmm. we love your your property, but mm-hmm. um, and you've got three distinct families. You got your sister-in-law, your mother all living on this property and hunkering down. It's basic. I mean, chickens, mm-hmm. garden, mm-hmm. tractors, barns, houses, cars, like you said, car-
1: mm-hmm.
0: well, yeah, we, we also it's a party space. Right. So we have
1: It's, a, it's we, an event venue. I'm it's calling. an event. Yeah. yeah. We have a lot of stuff hanging around that we use lighting. And yeah. And yeah. Seating and like it all had to be put somewhere where it wouldn't even be blown away or float away.